Welcome to the Post-COVID Church Podcast with your host, Stuart Kellogg. Welcome. My guest today has blended her experience with distance and digital learning with her love for Christ and finds herself on the front lines as the local church pivots during this pandemic-induced shutdown. Dr. Elaine Friedrich has years of professional and academic experience in education, organizational management, and leadership development in both the nonprofit and for-profit worlds. She's a published author, sought-after presenter, and a gifted administrator. She holds an earned doctorate in higher education from the University of North Texas in Denton. She's been on church staffs in Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, also worked in higher education as dean and then senior VP for Strayer University, a leader in online education and currently serves as the Director of Digital Discipleship at Mount Bethel United Methodist Church with 9,000 members in Marietta, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta. Welcome, Dr. Friedrich. Hey, good to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Explain what Director of Digital Discipleship entails. Well, so as you read the bio, um, it's one of those things that when I was in higher education, I, I've been teaching online since 2003, so for a long, long time. And so, um, so when I decided to leave that chapter of my life and go into what I didn't know really what it was going to be at the time, I was really searching. Um, I just thought about all of those times and all of that experience about making, um, you know, st having students use, utilize the online learning platforms for part of their education. And so as I went through this process of trying to figure out God's wonderful plan for that next chapter of my life, I uh, thought, well, why not utilize the technology in order to make disciples? Because I've had a heart for ministry. I have been um, a lay person since day one, even though I did go to seminary. But I, I just have always been a lay person. I thought, well, how can we utilize and leverage technology in order to be a part of disciple making. And so what that looks like um, is different things at different times. And so uh, besides just the digital area, I work with face-to-face -face, um, courses and, and classes and everything as well. So I'm kind of a blended uh, digital discipleship person and henceforth the, um, the second part of my title, which is faith formation. So that includes whether it's face-to-face uh, -face or, or online. And so it, it means different things. So I have been working to get people to utilize technology for discipleship for a long time, for several years, actually. But as we know, with uh, COVID coming on board, there became also all, an, an urgency to do that. And so um, the first few months of COVID, I kind of dubbed myself as the driver's ed teacher of Zoom so that we were actually just taking um, some of the already um, areas where people are being discipled, whether it's Sunday school or life groups or Bible studies, any of those kinds of things and putting them into a digital format. And so as we did that, we decided as a congregation, um, our whole team, that we're going to run with this rather than kind of resist this change 
uh, when March the, the 13th kind of happened in everybody's life. That was when here in Georgia, we were kind of put into the stop mode. And, um, and so the whole team at, at the church, the, the staff, we've kind of started thinking and creating things that would be able to um, be, be given out and to be utilized uh, with technology um, because of that, um, you know, the, the situation. So I know I've been um, in ministry for over 35 years. And so we all know the seven last words of the church, right? We've never done it that way before. Or the opposite of that was we've always done it that way before. And so it really took, um, you know, um, the the leaders at our congregation all working together as a team in order to look at how we might be able to uh, utilize this um, technology and this opportunity for um, doing discipleship and worship and all of those different components of the church in a different way. So we were really looking at, you know, that our, we, we didn't want to confuse the mission of the church with the method. So our method had been only face-to-face, -face, basically, but now we needed to utilize other, other ways to connect and to, to engage with people so that we were able to uh, continue the work of the ministry and, the, and focus on the mission of the church and not necessarily the method. Methods change over time, but really the mission of the church is to make disciples of all nations. And so that is part of, you know, so we wanted to look at this disruption um, as an opportunity. And um, I know that many people in congregations, staff members and uh, members of, of churches, it, it's been a grieving process um, because, you know, we, we've never done it that way before. And how can I not have hugs? You know, how can we not meet in person? So it's been a process. So as we kind of look at um, ways to move into the future, we're looking at not only face-to-face um, -face opportunities, but really continuing to build and develop um, digital um, means to, to make disciples as well. And we'll talk about uh, some of those plans. Uh, yeah. First, I want to mention, and of course, you're, you teach leadership development, how critical it is to embrace change. Can you talk about some of the um, uh, steps you took to change what you were doing into the digital uh, footprint early? Well, some of the things that, you know, when you're looking to make those changes, you, you need to not only look at the content, you know, um, and so I know uh, people have gotten really used to in these last uh, few months to be able to just um, kind of get a glimpse into ordinary people's lives. You know, so it's it's been awesome that our senior pastor will do a video from his basement, you know, so that people can say, OK, it's not just you up there on the stage. You're an ordinary person with us. And so I think being vulnerable and being real with people has been a, a, a huge part of that, that change because I think people are looking for that, that glimpse to hold on to. And so I think um, as the leaders in the church have kind of embraced these things, they've looked at not only what we're going to do this with the, the means of technology, whether it's Zoom or the worship platform that's done uh, for live streaming or whatever it might be, but we're looking at how we can connect and engage people as well. So it's more than just 
um, you know, transferring the information, we want to make sure that when we are communicating that it is done in a transformative way so that other people um, are, people are, are discipled and, and that connections are made. So, um, so it's not just a talking head, um, that it's a relational part of, of discipleship as well. So there was, there was um, a, a, at the beginning, of course, a lot of confusion. You know, we never ever thought it would be going on this long, you know, and when we even started thinking about having Easter services online only, it was just, you know, unheard of. So, so really people who are in leadership at local churches have really had a difficult time um, because they get advice from all kinds of people uh, and every which way of, of the um, sun about whether to open or close and in person and outside and all of those different things, mask or no mask. So you have to like wade through all of that to really focus on that transformation that can happen um, in creative ways. My guest, Dr. Elaine Friedrich, Director of Digital Discipleship at Mount Bethel United Methodist Church. Uh, can you talk about uh, drilling down there the most effective ways you've seen during these months to, to have that personal connection digitally? The most effective and maybe what you've learned doesn't really work. Well, so um, some of the things that we, and again, it's not just me, it's, it's uh, the team at our, at our church. I'm just one part of the entire entire vision of it. But, you know, so some things that we've done, um, for instance, has been that our, our senior pastor and one of our associate pastors have a, a, a Bible study on Wednesday nights called Wednesday Night Fire. And so we have all of the, I mean, they're really great theological teaching um, on, on the scriptures. And it's one of those things that we have found that to be very, um, very powerful because people are interacting via chats and those kinds of things. And so they're able to have some face-to-face -face time, even though it's digital, uh, with our senior pastor and one of our associates. And so that's created a lot of great dialogue with some great theological teaching um, that people may not have, have had the opportunity to have in the past. You know, like a, a lot of churches, we in the past had Wednesday night dinners and then had classes after that. And so we're able to reach so many more people because of this kind of flexibility. And not only that, but I think um, the teaching, the content is also available on demand after the in-person or the live stream. And so, uh, you know, we know that with people and learning that it's not just, um, you know, uh, synchronous, which means that everyone's on at the same time learning, but it is asynchronous so that people can log in 24-7 um, to be able to to be a part of that. So as we do with any discipleship, anytime you can build relationships into your mechanism, it's going to be more powerful. So um, I love it. People had never even you know, heard of a, a, a platform called Zoom before, but now you hear people, you know, even in their 70s and 80s saying, well, well I'm going to be Zooming with so-and-so. Um, and so people can utilize technology for all kinds of discipleship. So not just the big um, ones where, you know, you have the senior pastor doing teaching, but one with one kinds of discipleship as well, where individuals um, are paired with other um, 
leaders as mentors um, to them to help learn and form people in the faith and so that they can not only learn the words of Jesus, but the ways of Jesus. And, and that gets transferred, you know, maybe using um, a, a platform like Zoom. So it's still based on relationships. And so whether that is a live stream or someone is meeting one with one or their small group is meeting online, um, it's all about that relationships. And so what we find is when we do have those group experiences, is it really has been helpful that people know each other ahead of time because that blendedness really brings a richness to that. But we've, I've had groups that I've helped lead in um, Bible studies and things like that, that I did not know the people ahead of time. But yet it's amazing how you can still build those relationships because you have a person's face, you have their words, you have their expressions and, um, and even though it's not quite the same as being face-to-face, -face, it's as good as we might be able to get uh, where we are uh, right now. And, um, and so I think it's, it's a great tool because I think a lot of people, um, not only in that grieving time, like this is the way we've always done it, but I think many times uh, people, especially who live alone, they feel very isolated so that that connecting with their small group or with their Sunday school class and seeing their faces and sharing prayer concerns, all of those things, it still comes down to those relationships. Um, the technology is just a tool, a way to, um, to communicate uh, with each other when you can't be there in person. So, so there's some other big plans that we're working on as, as a team at the church, um, kind of a, a mechanism. I, I like to call it a lay seminary uh, kind of a, approach, but it is where we're working on a digital platform to offer on-demand on courses that individuals can do on their own as, as self-study, but you could also partner with someone um, with one with one kind of discipleship um, approach or even a small group or or a study. So we're really working to build some deep Wesleyan theological content, but that's not just the end. We all know that um, as disciples, you know, things might start in our head, but it's got to move to those 12 inches down into your heart. But then the real goal of any kind of discipleship is that we live it out 24 seven, whether we're working at, um, you know, Delta here in Atlanta or Coca-Cola or any of those other companies in the business world as a mom with her kids at home, you know, your, your hands and feet are Jesus 24 seven. And so, you know, we may, may have mechanisms to teach um, but we also want to be able to train people to live out their faith and missional living so that they are being the hands and feet of Christ wherever they are. So, so we're excited about that. We're hoping to launch that whole um, online learning platform sometime in the spring. Um, as we know, a lot of our resources have been um, taken up with trying to figure out how to do church um, with uh, the pandemic and everything. And so now we've gotten to a little bit more of a rhythm. And so we're, we're being very intentional about building and developing courses so that individuals and groups um, can be, can be uh, taught and trained um, in, in ways to live out their faith 24-7. Well, most listeners, and I'm speaking to Dr. Elaine Friedrich, 
director of digital discipleship at Mount Bethel United Methodist. Most listeners uh, aren't members of 9,000 people churches. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Most of those uh, watching and listening. What can you share with leaders of small churches to help them do a better job of digital discipleship as we're in the shutdown? Yes. So I love uh, the way Michael Hyatt, um, I like one of his quotes, it says, well, what does this make possible? And so as you're looking at, you know, whatever size congregation you might have, whether it's, uh, you know, 50 member congregation and, you know, you might as a pastor serve three or four different churches, um, you need to look at the context. And I, I think it's amazing how many smaller churches are doing great jobs of utilizing digital platforms like Facebook and live streaming their, their services in that way. Or in my little hometown um, there in Central Texas, there um, my aunts and uncles are always listening to, to church on the radio because they don't even have internet at their house, you know, and they don't even have smartphones. And so, so you look at the context in which you're you're living and think about what is possible utilizing the resources that I have. Um, and so many times in, in this pandemic time, it's given us an opportunity to really stop and realign some of those resources. And um, not only financial resources, um, because if you're at a a congregation that may not have had any kind of a digital platform uh, prior to this. It may, you may think, okay, this is not, this is not just a one-time thing. This is something that will be going on. And we, we know we live in a post-Christian culture. And so we are actually living in exile right now. And so how can we reach you know, members of our congregation and beyond so that others might do, might know the gospel, might, you know, reach the least, the last, and the lost and be able to do that. So you may need to shift resources around to where that does become an important part of the church's missional um, opportunity so that individuals can be reached through the digital means, whether that is, um, you know, even the phone, you know, people can actually call in if they don't have computer internet to, to be a part of our services. So regardless of the size, there are all kinds of things that really are not expensive to be able to have um, in a congregation. So it doesn't have to be a large congregation to be able to, um, you know, resource some of those, those things. But what it does do is that you as the pastor can really be able to um, train those leaders and let them have their studies on their own so that they can. So like, for instance, when we got all of our Sunday school classes on board, I worked with those leaders. I was working to empower the leaders. And so resourcing them with the tools, uh, now they don't need me anymore for that. So I can focus on other things. But it was very simple because, I mean, even with Zoom, you can have a free account. So it doesn't really cost anything to do that, but it's really realigning um, your resources and your time and your focus rather than um, just saying, well, we can't wait until we get back to what, the way it was because the way it was 
is no longer going to be possible. And so I think some people might have their heads in the sand and think that everything's going to kind of go back to normal. But um, I, I equate this pandemic similar to 9-11 in our culture. You know, we're not ever going to go back to not going through security at the airport. You know, and so in this pandemic, one of the opportunities that it's given us is to stop and realign and rethink how we do church and how we're going to be um, utilizing technology um, for for the, the future, not just now, but for the future. So that as we develop and think through what our next five, 10 years looks like, that we are very intentional about including not just face-to-face -face the way we've always done it, but that we are including ways to be able to connect people digitally and do those in do it in ways that uh, will engage people in, in those relations and build relationships, regardless if you're in the same room or if you're around the world somewhere. So that's the joy of it. Well, thank you very much for being a part of the Post-COVID Church podcast. Dr. Elaine Friedrich, Director of Digital Discipleship at Mount Bethel UMC in uh, Marietta. I really appreciate uh, your passion, your ideas, and uh, what you've been able to do uh, to uh, share with the listeners. Uh, to, My pleasure. As you said, uh, embrace the new reality, right? Yeah, so one of the things um, I wanted to say as I, as I close, um, in my office at the church, I have a huge, um, a huge map of the world on my wall. And so I am a Methodist, uh, Wesleyan in, in background. And so our founder, John Wesley, always said, the world is my parish. And so as I look at that, I think about the world is my classroom because we, you know, geography no longer limits us. You know, we can go in a, um, a class, we can have a classroom anywhere in Europe, anywhere in Austria. I mean, anywhere in the world, people can be a part of, of your ministry. And so I think one of the things is that it's given us an expanse about how we can really be um, able to do ministry in a global, um, a global situation. Around the corner, around the world. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you again for being part of the Post-COVID Church Podcast. Our mission helping the church plan and serve the post-pandemic world. I'm Stuart Kellogg. Thank you for being part of and listening to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. You can find much more at the Post-COVID Church group on Facebook or on the website, thepostcovidchurch.com.